Welcome to In a Prosecco, the podcast that raises a glass to moms who are transitioning from empty nester into the next beautiful phase of life as a free bird. I'm your host, Bernie Slowey. I'm a mother of two sons who have grown and flown, and I'm also a former corporate executive, filmmaker, writer, speaker, and entrepreneur who has helped women transfer into their authentic selves to uncork their infinite sparkling possibilities. So whether you're sipping a Prosecco or your favorite beverage of choice, join me as we pop open today's message in a bottle. Welcome and welcome back to In a Prosecco. Today I have a special guest, my dear friend, Carla DeWitt, who has recently moved from Colorado. We met in Colorado. Welcome, Carla. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled you're here because now I have had one other interview and it was with my husband, Joe. So the fact that you are actually my first official guest outside the family. Yes. But your family. Right. I feel privileged. I'm I'm so so excited. (laughs) I'm glad you're here because you gave me really interesting perspective. And so right before we jump in, because I really want you to start with your background story so that we understand who you are and um, why you've made this leap to to Florida. But we want to introduce our little friend who's wearing a sweater today for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) And Carla, you decorated our glasses, our flutes with some really wonderful decoration um, Mm -hmm. and cheer with pomegranates and rosemary. Yes. So very festive. So we got excited and already opened the bottle. (laughs) But we have the little cap on. So would you like to do the honors? I will. Pop. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Go ahead and please. Guest guest first. You. Oh, well. Yes. Okay. Yes, because the truth serum is going to reveal. Thank you so much. Uh, More about you, Carla, and and the topic we're going to be discussing today. And what perspective you shared with me was just so fascinating that I thought it would be really insightful for the parents who not only um, just as empty nesters, but making a big transition and leap like that you have. (gasps) (laughs) Well, no napkins. Well, that's okay. See, this is like what I would do for a living is um, I've taken care of everyone's children as a nanny for 35 years. (laughs) And normally I would clean up the spill. Would <laughs> well, in Japan, when you spill over, it's good luck. All right. Well, so cheers. cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. All right. We did go through a bottle of this last night just to test it out, but it's just, just as delicious today. It is. Thank you. So, Carla, let's talk about you and your background. Where were you born? Okay. And start from there. All right. Well, I was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, I have an older sister. She's two years older than I am. And um, I guess from an early age and how I started my career, um, I was 11 when I took my first first aid and babysitting course and started on my path. Um, I had you know, some struggles with school and things like that. Um, And getting me through was a little bit of a struggle all through high school. And I knew I wanted to take care of children to help them maybe get through some of their struggles that they would have. Um, So when I um, first, I left high school, I went to the East Coast to be a nanny there, Um, returned to Michigan, where I had a seven-year career as a live-out, well, live out and live in nanny. And then I bought my first house at 23 and I started doing daycare in my home. Impressive though, 23 and you had your own house. Yes. And so I did daycare in my home for 10 years, um, which I am still in touch with those children and those families, um, which is amazing through Facebook. And when I go home to visit, I still see them and they're having children of their own. Um, Then it led me to Denver in 2002. So I um, have been in Denver 20 years before I took my leap here to Florida because as empty nester moms and dads, my nest is empty also. Mm. Yeah, so um, I'm in an interesting spot in my life. Um, One thing that I have valued um, and thought about 
through these last few years is the fact that I've had my lifetime as a non-parent, but caring for other children, um, that I've had time to process a lot of what I might want to do a few years from now, right? As I grew and as families changed and, you know, I had empty nest a few different times because I'd be with a family for eight and a half years. And then I started an empty nest. I did some doula training, um, certification, postpartum labor and hypnobirth training. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yes. And, um, I did that for a few years along with being a full-time nanny. And just recently, I finished um, an eight-year career with a family in Park Hill of Denver, and um, it's time for a change. So I took the big leap of faith to Florida. And, and here you are. You. Yeah, here you are. And what I find interesting about what you said as far as you being experiencing your own empty nest of sorts, right? Like you haven't had your own children, but really you were so instrumental in raising other people's children. Yes, yes. And so the the loss that you feel every time that you left a family. Yeah. But the other perspective that you have is that you were able to watch the children grow and as your you know 30 plus years as a nanny, yeah. you've seen many children uh, get to the adult age and so I think you'll be able to provide some wonderful insights. So yes. share a little bit as far as before getting to Florida, yeah. um, you know, what there was a what you said as far as like what drew you, you obviously having nurturing nature. Yes. And that you were so caring for other people. Yes. So talk about more as to uh, what things that really you noticed um, about the parents' involvement as a nanny with these children. Yeah. Well, sometimes I, you know, I have felt with parents, they left me with their children for eight years to 10 years of um, while they were being having a profession. And I even sometimes feel like when there was guilt that I would leave, that's, I do know the moms and the dads, they also have guilt um, while their children are growing and in mm -hmm. my hands. So um, I know that I've been able to focus though when I go home and on weekends for my next path where they haven't had that chance. And, um, you know, you really have to start processing things before your children leave and obviously get them ready to fly so you can fly. And um, I just feel like there's so many opportunities for us out there. You, you know, I had so many ideas of what I could do and what I wanted to be when I grew up. And at this point, coming to Florida and leaving that behind, leaving my nanny career behind, I had to give myself a few months of space, which is happening right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to pick one and I'm going for it. And I think it's always called me, um, my new career path that I would like to take. Um, you know, I've been reaching for it all these years, but I never did anything about it. And now I just know I have to do that. And if that's not what works for me in a year or two or three, um, I can choose something else. Yeah, that's the beauty. Yeah, this this transition. And we were talking about this on our walk uh, mm -hmm. the, about the the creative void. Mm -hmm. So that you may not have a definitive idea just right now. You you had a big career change. Yes. And so leaving that, you're dealing with the new identity. Yes. But you also did this huge, not just a, a, a change in your career, but also where you live and starting over. Yes. It's scary. <laughs> no, talk about how you feel Exciting. about that. because, yeah. I, And I want to go back to when you were playing this role that is so essential in the raising of young lives, because yeah. as you can practice for yourself, as you're watching all these, you've had so many changes as you shifted with yeah. families. Yes. So how do you see yourself like applying some of those skill sets to what you're doing now? Because in this void where you're not having to just go into a job per se, you're looking at what it is that you want for your next chapter. Yes. Yes. I actually don't even know how to explain that. I kind of feel like it it just came upon me. You know, I, I took that leap and really I'm in the middle of it. 
Um, as far as um, some of the things I've had to process, though, it is the guilt. It's leaving the families. It's should I have done that? Is there abandonment that comes with this? You know, being with a child for eight and a half of their years, um, what does that do to them? Um, mm, great and, point. Yeah. And then also with people our age, we also have aging parents that come into play. So that's now, the sandwich generation where you're dealing with your parents and then you also with the kids, you're really yes, sandwiched. Yes, yes. In the caregiving. And figuring out an empty nest and what you want to do next. So I feel like for me, I'm taking this opportunity to um change my career and my identity of being the nanny. Because when I walk in a room, it's always the nanny's here. Oh, here comes the nanny. And I was so defined by that, it was hard for me to let go of. Um, so I know as parents, you're defined by that career and your children. It's, uh, it's a lot of work. And letting go and, um, you know, releasing some of that and learning to let go is a process. And... Um, yeah, sometimes, and then you, with your aging parents, my parents are young, um, but I feel like I might have five years for myself to try this new and challenging opportunity because I want to be there for my parents as they do age. So I'm here to have fun and start new and, um, and I guess, I don't know if that answers your question. Well, why did you pick Florida? Um, well, it's warm. <laughs> um, and I think even at a young age, a lot of my friends' parents went to Florida every year, come going from Michigan. And um, a lot of my friends are starting to move here. And I followed you, and um, I have friends in Naples and um I Jacksonville. Um, they're all just coming down. And so I thought, well, I'm gonna do it now. And I have a place in Denver that I'm holding on to. And um see where this takes me. What's well, when we first met too, uh, we bonded right away. And what I love about you, Carla, is your your nature, your spirit, it's so positive and vibrant and you're not shy whatsoever and you meet people so easily. So for you to come and move to Florida and then by yourself, this is like you weren't picking up with a family or a spouse. Mm -hmm. So that where does that come from as far as this zest for new experiences? Well, I did it 20 years ago when I moved to Denver. And so I knew I could do it again. Um, coming here to Florida, I just, I feel like it's an excitement. It's opening. I took the leap and I'm going to, and I'm going to like let go of what has held me back all these years because I could have done it at any time, really. Um, I've lasted many years with families, which is rare. They don't usually stay eight years. Um, it's usually a couple of years for a nanny and a family. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I did have opportunities, but I, I just kept going back to what came natural for me. And I know at this point in my life, for me to figure out who I really am, I have to go for something different. And I'm letting go of that past and I'm actually letting life lead my way and um, seeing what I wake up to. It's just very different every day. And right now I'm going to be studying for an exam um, that I'm going to pass. Um, like I said, I struggled back in high school with school. I've taken some college courses and I've taken some of my certifications, but like I'm really excited. I'm excited to pass. I'm going to do this. I'm just going to, yes. Let's just toast that you are going to pass. Cheers We're already to, celebrating yes, right yes. now. We're celebrating early. So I appreciate that. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. we're taking a sip to toast you yeah. and your exam. Yes. So when you are talking about like what you're doing to, to study for this exam and something you said, though, that really struck out at me is that when people are hiring nannies, because I recall I wanted to have a nanny, but we took our kids to to daycare, mm -hmm. and both my husband and I were working nine to five corporate jobs that we had to get to to pick up the kids. There wasn't someone at home watching our kids, and so 
I would imagine that when you're talking about, hey, I'm just open to what's ever going to happen, right? Well, let's see what happens next. Yeah. But in your role as nanny, I'm sure you're very scheduled yeah. and everything is planned. Yes, everything was planned. And and I love that. I love structure. I love hands-on play for the kids, but also, you know, they need structure, um, which will lead them to their, you know, when they're ready to fly, which it, it's interesting for me. A lot of my friends were able to grow with their kids and have transitions along the way. So when their kids went to junior high, it was a celebration and excitement and new sports and new classes then go on to high school, sports, classes, things change, and parents actually get to evolve with them and do um, like these exciting things and even learn from doing homework and doing projects. For me, I feel like I was a little bit um, held back from learning years with high schoolers and applying for college. I stayed with like the 10-year-old range and under. So I always joke that I'm great with colors and numbers. <laughs> um, but like to go into calculus and things like that where my friends have been able to do, they've been able to have different transitions in their life. And I kept feeling like I was living Groundhog Day. You oh, know, interesting. Like my, yeah. I, you know, went to a certain age and then I switched out and certain age and switched out. I never got to fully bloom as a parent would. To go through all the different mm -hmm. stages yeah. and phases yeah. of mm -hmm. childhood. And yeah. how did you feel when you would leave? Um, well, it it's hard. I mean, they were my everyday. Um, it wasn't a job for me. Um, it was making sure those children will be the best that they can be and encouragement. And I just was really there for them every day. And to leave that is, is difficult. And like I have said before, I, you know, you carry a little bit of that guilt and the abandonment is that hurt the children later. And, um, I know that the parents are great parents and they have the tools that they need to use now. Um, as their kids are older, and now they get to do that second process that I didn't, I wasn't able to do. So yeah, it's tough. It's tough because they're my family, and mm -hmm. and so leaving, but they're not. <laughs> they are, but they're not. They're not my children. Um, and I was identified with them. Even I've met so many moms over the years that have become my best friends. I have moms from preschool. Um, there are 17 year friendships now, um, that I've remained friends with. Well, that's also probably unique. I would imagine that you being a special person in their lives mm -hmm. and to continue mm -hmm. to be in their lives because, you know, you may have stopped watching mm -hmm. these kids at eight, mm -hmm. but then you're still in touch with many of them. Yes, I am. Yes. And so tell me, how about how does that feel as far as like when they do reach out to you? And that's got to be heartwarming to be able to see their progress. But how does that make you feel as far as um, when you hear from them? Is that or if you don't hear oh, from them? Oh, I love them? it. Okay. I love it. And, and what if you don't hear from them? Oh, well, I've had so many children. Um, a couple of years ago, I had one of my daycare um, children back. And that was in my 20s from 23 to 33. And well, I'm only 43 now, so <laughs> we can't. Um... <laughs> it's just a number. <laughs> Age is just a number. <laughs> um, but I've had, um, I've had my daycare kids. I've had Andrew came to visit me and stay the night with his sister Angela as they were going through to California. I had another one of my daycare kids, Katie, who um, I watched her and her three sisters. Um, and Katie came and stayed with me for two weeks. Um, she was going to come for a couple of days, and she ended up staying for two weeks and went on to um, her journey um, in California. Um, she was kind of driving around and camping in her car and like doing fun, exciting things all you know on her own. And then she came back on her way through again, like these. In I I changed her diapers, but our heart is still so connected like we really 
you know, when we hugged, we didn't want to let go. And so I, I treasure those relationships and I love to have visitors. I love them to come and visit me. And some of the moms, I mean, they already booked their tickets. The moms of my daycare kids who they hired me when they were pregnant. And now the kids are, you know, engaged and having, you know, um, but one of those moms from my daycare is coming down to visit me, already booked her ticket. So I've had close relationships with my families. And was it for you, though, when you talked about like being able to uh, make your own transition and leave and then go to another family Mm -hmm. as far as what you said, though, you've experienced your own empty nesting. Yeah. Of sorts, yes. right? Because loss comes in different ways. Yeah. And so when you would leave, would you transition immediately to another family or would you wait in between? Well, with um, my eight and a half year family in Lowry, um, after that, I actually went to get my certification in labor doula, postpartum doula, and hypnobirthing because I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, as a transition, and I knew it would come natural for me, so it was easy. Um, and then um, I, as I did that, it was hard because to be a labor doula, you have to make sure you're ready at two a.m. in the morning or in the middle of the day. Um, so because when I, the baby wants to come, the baby's yes, coming. Yeah. So I naturally <laughs> transitioned back into a nanny, and I did that for eight years with that last family. Um, so I am now trying to do something that doesn't come natural for me. Hmm. So it's a, it's a big leap. When you say that it doesn't come natural for you, why, why do you feel that way as far as the, this big leap Yeah. without having anything being too tied to any, you know, or any person yeah. with the kids? So yes. talk to me about that. What, what's holding you in this space? Well, I, you know, that's, it's hard for me to answer because I think that's what we all go through is trying to figure out why we're held in that space. And I, I could have been held in it longer. Um, and so um, for me to sign up for my courses and to do all of that right now, it was actually something that I felt guided to do. Um, is it a whim? Um for me, I had so many ideas. I did. I had to pick one because I'm in the middle of it. So you pick one and you go for it. And that's where I am. Well, when you say on a whim, yeah, I know that you've been talking about it. Sure. And you came back to, or you were actually visiting a year ago. Yeah. If it was yes. even that long ago. It was January. So you did have like a sneak peek. Well, I thought I was on my five-year plan. So I thought I wanted to move to Florida by the time I turned 60. Well, it came early with some events that happened um, through my career and becoming a nanny and transitions for other families. And when I came down here in January, you know, people were like, well, what's holding, you know, why, why are you not doing it now? Why are you giving yourself five years? And so someone had said, why don't you do a two-year plan? And if it ends up being three, that's okay. And so I went back home and some events changed um, in the middle of summer. And I thought, why not? And everything transitioned perfectly, like it was aligned for me. I really, it all came natural. Um, Everything fit my car perfect. Um, I found a renter. It was amazing. Um, and then to bring all my things here, everything fits perfect, exactly where it needs a place. And I didn't bring too much. So pack light and go. <laughs> yeah, you did a lot of purging. I did a lot of purging. Yes, and it feels good. How, talk to me time. about that. Like you're purging. And because you've been through many purges, though. And again, even with the transitions from families and everything that you set up mm-hmm. in, as far as, okay, here's... Here's your uh, schedule that you put together, and um, as far as the the families, uh, you know that you're watching, that yeah. you put together the structure, yeah. and yeah. then you leave. Mm-hmm. So, how do you truly let go of that? Because it's something that you were building, and you don't even get to see the end result, sure. particularly. Yeah, yes, I don't. I don't get to see the end result. That has been hard for me at different stages in my life. 
Um, and it can be frustrating to know you're not going to see that all the way through. Mm. As far as my purging, you wouldn't believe what I had all in Rubbermaids. I'm pretty organized. Um, I had books and papers and workbooks and music and toys and um, things from classes that I saved. Um, one of my daycare kids, I purged and when I went to Michigan last, I brought one of their baby blankets with me. I had saved the baby blanket in a Rubbermaid for mm. 30 years. And she has twins now. Um, and I thought, I have to bring this blanket to her mom and dad. Oh, wow. And I brought That's... the blanket home. And that was my purge. Amazing. I actually gave it back to them. But I, my intentions were to always mail it to her. And I didn't. And then all of a sudden, I yeah, I had to. And I ended up taking my last trips that I thought in Denver. So I went to places that I hadn't been. Palisades, Uraid, Telluride. I'd been there for 20 years. And I called my girlfriend who comes out every year and said, we need to do this. We were going to do it for 20 years. We were going to take the train out. And I'm like, we're driving it. Let's go. And she flew out and we spent a week together traveling the my last <laughs> bit of Colorado. Isn't it interesting? So that was part of my purge. I had to get my trips in. You know how you all of a sudden feel like I've got to do the bucket list items <laughs> before I, I leave. I've yeah. lived in this beautiful state for so long and haven't done this while I lived here for the 20 years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I got to get it done very yeah. fast. And I felt that same way and feel that we didn't quite get to the bucket list. Yeah. So how is that lesson going to transfer to today as you're exploring? Because you know right. when we first moved here, yeah. we still needed to understand where we were going to actually yeah plant our roots right. and we still haven't sure so when when you think about like not only is your career yeah. uh, a factor of what you want to have you settled on really where you want to live um, no i haven't settled at all um i've only been here it'll be two months tomorrow so um cheers to that too yeah. <laughs> here you i'm i'm drinking faster than okay, you are here. i may have um, more practice on the show to do this but uh, I, I want you to on the show. Yes, I, I mean, <laughs> or, uh, I'm I'm always drinking on the job. <laughs> yeah, and I can't drink on the job. Yeah, so I'm not used to it. <laughs> right, this right. is a fun yeah. thing. Yeah, of course, you're very responsible when you're with the kids. You have to right. show that yes. I'm on the ball, and then yeah, and the fun well, I get to have. Times I was able to have a very fulfilling nanny career. I mean, I just. I was able to, um, you know, go to the pool and go to the park and, you know, skiing. You know, I would take little ski trips. And um, I brought one of the girls to Michigan with me for my family reunion. She came with me for a week and she was like seven years old, six years old. That's very cool. And so I've been very fortunate to um, enjoy a lot of what Colorado hiking with the kids Um Rocky's games, uh, you know, um, my friends, children's little league football games, I would bring kids to. So I've gotten to do a lot of really amazing things with the kids. I've lived, I've had a great career. What an interesting connection though you have with, and have created with mm -hmm. so many of these kids who are probably, you know, I imagine that they remember these good times with mm -hmm. you. What do you think they would want to tell you today oh well i know what they'd want to tell me <laughs> the do tell <laughs> um and really it's an unspoken actually an unspoken bond that you just know you have it's um it mainly it's when you give them a hug and when i see these kids um even as they grew up they would just get on my lap when they're, you know, from my daycare kids, they'd get on my lap at eight years old, nine years old, and I'd braid their hair when I would like go back to visit and they just would sit in my lap. And, um, you know, I just, I, you know, would always, you know, put it out there. Like if they need me, they can call me. And I, my they know my number. I've taught them my number. If you need to call me, call me like anytime, you know? So even at a young age, I taught the kids my phone number. So if they ever needed it, but then Facebook came along <laughs> and now we can connect with pictures and it's an unspoken bond. 
that is strong, that really nobody gets except for that child and myself. I believe that. So if you were to give, if you had the opportunity to share with them a message, what would you tell them? Mm, Gosh, it would make me (laughs) teary-eyed. That's Um, okay. I just want them to know that, well, I would hate for them to think I left them. Um, That time happens and you have to let go and we have to be strong and it's a natural part of life. And it, it's a process. Um, but I want them to know that no matter what, they I am always here for them. And they are in my heart like you wouldn't believe. So it's a treasure. There's probably a bond, that this trust that you're talking about mm-hmm. that they share with you mm-hmm. that they don't share with anyone else. Mm-hmm. With that kind of nurturing. I would have to say that that is definitely true because... Um, we were together so often. I mean, it was like every day for hours, right? And then, you know, school happened, but I'd have them for the summers. And I was there to put the Band-Aid on and to brush their hair and take care of them and help, you know, bathe them or, you know, scheduling healthy snacks, healthy, you know, creating healthy foods to help them grow and have great brain health. I mean, I wanted to do all that for them. And, and so it, yeah, it's amazing. But, um, yeah, I just think it's a bond that will never be broken. Do you have maybe some thoughts as far as like sharing something that was really healthy when you did make the separation from the family that occurred? Um, well, for me, um, as far as myself or with the kids? Both. Um, I, I think it was more of an easy transition. We didn't want to make it like goodbye. I never felt like I wanted to say goodbye. So, um, I tried to make it easy and, you know, you know, of course a little gift and, you know, to have as a keepsake, but for the most part, it was, I wanted it to be a slow transition. I didn't want it to be goodbye. When you say slow transition, what does that mean? Um, well, that maybe I'm still in transition with them. Maybe even though I left, um, say, a year ago, uh, it'll always be a transition moving forward because I don't really stop thinking about them. Um, one of my gals, she's 17 now, and there isn't a day that goes by. I left uh, th- that family mm, probably nine eight years ago. And there isn't a day that goes by that I don't think about her. And my last two long-term family, you know, same thing. Uh, There are so many things that remind me of them. It doesn't go away. No, I would think that, uh, you know, even with the kids who I was talking about, leaving them at the the daycare, that, you know, when we had someone who passed away, that was one of their caretakers. Yeah. This was the children's center and my kids wanted to go to the funeral because these are impactful people on their very young lives. And talk about like when you said eight years old, that it's seven and eight years old when they start to have true reasoning, right? Yes. And realizing like, oh, this person that I've grown up with and trusted. Yeah. Is gone. Is gone. And then- For you to see that, okay, not only you mentioned abandonment several times. Yeah. So is that a, a feeling of guilt that you have? It is a feeling of guilt. Um, but I I am pretty good at separating that and knowing that I can't hold that. Um, so and that's part of my being single where I didn't have children of my own and I had to leave them. That was a process. It's a false guilt. It's a guilt that we don't have to carry, even as a parent, when we send our children off. Did we do the right thing? Are they going to be ready? It's a false guilt, and we shouldn't carry false guilt. Um, It really shouldn't even, we we should not feel guilty (laughs) about the things and the choices we do in life, because we don't know any different. And, um, you know, I know that they have great parents, 
So it made it easier for me to know that they are well cared for. They're lovely families and it's time for me to move forward. And it, you have to accept it. Otherwise, I would be held in the space. Well, that's a great correlation, though, as far as how to use that in life. You know, you're making this big change. Mm -hmm. And again, do you feel like, okay, I've abandoned people in Colorado when I made this big leap to... I, I feel that way in Michigan for 20 years. You know, I feel like that connection that I um, want with them really is not going to happen. And I came to realization, a friend of the family's came out to Denver to visit, and we had a conversation of how, you know, these relationships that I would really love to continue because uh, my cousin's kids, they don't know me, you know, and they're becoming 12 and 13. When I go home, I'm the lady, I'm the cousin, I'm, you know, my, I'm my sister, Denise. This is Denise's sister. So I'm Denise's sister mm. when I see these kids and I haven't been able to hold on to those, you know, cousins are your cousins and that doesn't change, right? Those bonds. Um, I'm sad that I don't get to know their children as well, but um, it was my choice to leave um, and I was called to leave and I'm called to come to Florida. Um, and I hope they come to Florida. I was in Denver for 24 years. Those who didn't get to make it, my parents come down here um, for the winter for a few months. I'm here to now when my parents come, I'm going to see them more this year than I have in the last 20 years. And I'm going to make it a point to drive up and see them every other weekend and they can come down to my place now. So I am gaining back my parents that, you know, the time I hmm. lost with my parents, I haven't spent Christmas with them in years. Um, I sent, spent it with one of my nanny families every year. I've spent Christmas morning with them and Christmas Eve. But um, I'll get to see my parents this year. Yeah, that's I'm excited. Great. <laughs> well, and, and as a role model to the kids that you cared for, what you're doing, and they're, if you're still in touch with them, you're going to be that inspiration for them because yeah. they'll see that, hey, this is someone that not only was able to make, I, I think that what I'm hearing from you is that as hard as it was, and maybe there was a sense of abandonment and, and maybe some guilt, but you're working through that, right? It's not about being guilty because I think that you're absolutely right. Guilt is such a low vibing yes. uh, thing that we do to ourselves. Yeah. And, and in fact, like the guilt and shame is like the lowest vibrating emotions we can have. So to see that you are on this personal journey to make a big change, mm -hmm. they're going to be able to witness what you do, because I'm sure yeah. there's still that love and admiration mm -hmm. for you. Well, and I think just like, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm following you. Um, my friend Joy is down in Naples. You've met Joy. Yeah, she's wonderful. Yes. And so like, there's going to be more friends to follow because we're all seeing each other take this step and the encouragement. Um, now is my time. My friends in Denver, they still have um, children in, that are graduating from high school and getting ready to go on to college. My friends in Michigan, most of them are starting to have grandbabies. So I've actually been through a couple of different transitions with my Michigan friends and family to my Denver friends, because they started having their families later, because I came later. And so I've been through through two transitions of graduations and weddings and babies to now I'm at graduations, weddings will be coming and babies will be coming. So it's been interesting for me to be through two of them without any children of my own. Oh yeah, you're witnessing the cycle of life. I do, and yes. and the, it's nice to hear that you're able to actually have some celebration opportunities with them yes. as they're growing. Yeah. And what about as far as if you were to have insight or share some advice from your perspective, being this nanny, it's like having the nanny diaries right here. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of uh, advice would you want to share with parents from from your experience? Oh, well, gosh, um, 
there are so many things I know about the families, right, that nobody else knows. Um, as a nanny and um, caring for their children and being in their homes, there's that confidentiality and the trust. Um, they were able to know that they could leave for work and they didn't have to worry about a thing. Sometimes you transition every year with a new nanny, and that's hard. What's this new nanny going to do the next year? Um, treat your nannies well. Um, make them part of the family. Let them know that um, when they are ready to transition on either side, that they won't be forgotten mm -hmm. and that they are a gift. Um, you know, it really it goes down to treating treating the people that work for you well, whether it's a nanny or a housekeeper or a, someone that comes into your home, your landscapers, your gardeners. They're such important people that are taking care of your your home and your life. Um, they need to be treated well. That's a great point. That regardless, yeah, that everyone ultimately, yeah, it's not about the titles that we hold. Mm -hmm. And we all want to be seen, heard, and appreciated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what if you were to offer advice to parents? And especially, you know, right now, this first season, we're really focusing on empty nesters. Yeah. You've seen yeah. many times yeah. as the kids have grown and flown. Yes. And even though you weren't the caretaker at the time, but you've mm -hmm. kept in touch with them, what are some, maybe some advice that you would offer to parents? Um. Well, I would have to say that you you did the best that you can at, in any stage um whether you're 20 years old when you have your first child or you wait until you're 40 um it's really just knowing that you did the very best you can and you know what sometimes it's not always going to be the best days or the best choice and there's arguments and there's right i mean it's not perfect um but at the end of the day, it could be every day, is leading up to those children being able and you knowing that they're going to be fine. Um, you have to let it go. You have to let it go. You have to clip their wings. They're, you know, they've got to do their own thing. And start early, you know, maybe start planning a trip for yourself for that transition. So when your kids go off to college or, you know, your second one goes, maybe plan yourself a couple week trip or some days at the spa and spread it out. Um, and not that that doesn't always afford people, but you treat yourself on what feels good to you. And, you know, plan for that transition early enough ahead so you have something to do to create um, something interesting and fun for yourself as they go off. So as a, a caretaker that you've been doing that so much for everyone else, the advice you just gave, are you doing that for yourself? Um, yes, I actually feel like I am in the midst of it. I, um, I'm doing my thing. I'm doing, um, which, you know, sometimes I think about that too. Am I selfish, right? I'm by myself, but I guess, you know, the opportunity didn't arise for me to have a family. I can't fret about something that can't happen. Um, so I've done a lot of processing in my life. And, and this is my time right now before I, you know, have to maybe take care of my parents because they're, my caregiving is going to come for them next. Mm. This is my minute. So I, yeah. I did care providing my whole life. I'm taking a break a minute. I'm going to start a little something fun to um, challenge myself. And I get to caregive for my parents. I'm planning on that. That's a, another circle back, right? Like it we, It is a cycle that we all go through yeah. and experience. Mm -hmm. and, and I feel the same way, by the way, as far as like our, our next role, potentially being grandparents. Mm -hmm. And we're wanting to take the time right now to embrace this yes. period. So before our kids get married and have the grandbabies mm -hmm. to yes. really have that freedom yeah. of doing what we want. Yeah. So you've had this 
gift of being able to see so many kids like you don't just have the two right like I do you have so many kids and then it's almost like the joke of like being a grandparent you can spoil your grandchildren and give them back and and you having that same kind of thing but you were in a situation where you were also raising a lot of these kids and so as you make your life transition what kind of you know what would you want to be able to have these children and really as your parents are going to need you, like what is it that you want to leave as a legacy? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I feel like what I know from people who have met me and the families who have met me, my friends, um, I think they all would say that, and you kind of said it from the beginning, I'm outgoing, I'm friendly, I connect with people, I love to meet people, I love to get to know their hearts. My family relationships and my friend relationships are years and years and years. Um, I'm still friends with my friends from elementary and sixth grade and junior high, and I still see them. And I call them. I talk to my friend Steve. Um, we've been friends since sixth grade. I talked to him today. He called and checked in on me. And um, like I, my relationships, my heart, I don't know, it holds on to people. I think that's maybe my legacy is that I'm there for everybody and I stay connected. I like to keep us connected. Um, that's my, that's been my journey. I love my people. <laughs> I love the kids. Like I want to, I, oh, if I could have a party every day, right? (laughs) (laughs) When you're talking about that, as far as what your legacy, it's not about so much about what you did in life and have this, you know, your name is on the, a billboard or on a business per se, but it's about who you are. And it reminds me of the quote from Maya Angelou about, it's not how what you said to someone as much as how you made them feel yeah, yeah. that is what makes a lasting impression yeah. and creates the legacy. Mm-hmm. And so if you were, no matter what you continue on your next path, yeah. um, you know, I think what you rely on is those relationships mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And that probably has currency comes in many forms. Yeah. So that relationship, the relationships that you've created, cultivated, yeah. And nurtured yeah. so that wherever you land, but today, if you were to even look at, I want to be able to connect and, and offer these words of advice for the kids, yeah. you know, because you left them when yeah. they were younger. Well, and it's be kind. And if you have someone that's not treating you so well, and um, I just think what we say and put out there, even if we're not being treated well by someone, we need to still be positive and move forward. Because if we take on that vibe, we can't control that person. And I've taught that to my children. If they're not being kind to you at school, there's other friends that you can play with. And then if that child wants to come to you to play someday because nobody's playing with them, you have the choice to choose to play with them and be kind. Or you can tell them you have other plans and your other plans can be to go read a book, take a bath. You, you, you have a plan for yourself if someone's not treating you kind. So I've taught that to my kids. I think that's very important that they um, choose who their people are. Um, you don't have to let everybody in. Mm, great advice. Yeah, yeah. That is so true. Mm-hmm. You know, and we were also talking about on our walk today Mm -hmm. that, you know, our friendship uh, through the course of our lives will change Mm -hmm. and and perspectives so that in grade school, middle school, high school, you know, there's like this whole need to belong. And then we get into this period as women. Yeah. We start to get really competitive, like Mm -hmm. in our college years or in our early 20s, where it's like this funky, weird competition and it's even yeah. it shows up in our workplace mm-hmm. right so yeah. how have you ever had to deal with that um well I think from a very young age um I wanted to be a nanny 
um, I, I want, I don't know. I wanted to be a mom. <laughs> I, I thought I'd be a great mom and a great wife and life didn't lead me that way, which is very interesting. And there's always hope. <laughs> for, but, um, which hope <laughs> it, the having children, I already have the kids. Okay. Right? That's, I mean, yeah, that's there's taken no care doubting of that. Yeah. So anyway, I can always hope that there <laughs> might be another person, but I'll always be happy waiting. Well, and isn't it our own responsibility at the end of the day for happiness that yes. we can't rely yeah. on anyone else yeah. to make us happy, yeah. mm -hmm. that we have to be responsible yeah. and, and mindful in choosing yeah. that happiness? Yeah. Yes, I agree fully. I'm trying to think of what you were, what you. Well, because of the advice, maybe as far as, or even just insight as you have been, because I'm curious, honestly, did yeah. you ever have this sense of like with the parents, yeah. did they ever feel threatened because of how good of a nanny you are? Um, I feel like maybe they um, felt like they were missing out because they wanted to do some of the things that I was doing, you know, going to the park, going to the museums going to the theater and some plays, um, uh, music class. Gosh, you know, I got to do all of that with them. There has to be some part of them that feels like they're missing out. Um, did you have already that compassion knowing that that was probably what I did. you were feeling, mm -hmm. um, or the, the sense mm -hmm. of maybe the we want you to be close and take yeah. good credit. You know, this is, these are our children. We're in, investing in you to take good care of them. Yeah. And so, but at the same time, do you ever wonder if like, maybe there was a sense of like, I, I don't want to be replaced though either. Yes. Yes, definitely. A hundred percent. But it's the choice, right? And so they have to accept that that was their choice. And they were fortunate enough to have me um, very blessed um, that they didn't have to worry about who was coming in the next day. Um, but I, I don't, I can't answer how they might feel. I, I don't want to put words or anything into that, but I, there has to be something in there that feels like you wish you were home with your kids, but then Carla is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So I think they were reassured. The confidence that their mm -hmm. kids were going to be well taken care of, yes. never the sense of, I'm not home, and the, the guilt, again, we're going to be talking about the guilt and shame yeah. of, like, I can't be there for yeah. them, but if I'm going to have a replacement, this is who I have. Yeah. I felt that way about my mother watching yeah. my oldest for one year. Yeah. You know, there's there's that sense of, like, you can't have a family member, right. but you can trust Carla. Yeah. And that yes. I see. Yeah is the transferring of skill set that you can apply to anything because hey I was in the corporate world yeah. and I had a lot of disappointments in thinking that my best allies would be women and many times right. that failed me well and that's what you were saying that's what the question or you had asked me about going through um I knew at a young age that I actually wanted to work from home and I wanted to be a nanny I I everybody thinks I'm an extrovert, but I am very introverted also. I like being home. I like reading. I, after work, after nannying all day as just, you know, with the kids and it was one-on-one, -on -one, I went home by myself and I spent, I spent a lot of time alone. I guess that's why when I get out, I make friends with everybody, but I knew I didn't want to work in corporate. I knew I didn't want to deal with some of those, you know, how I taught the kids. Um, you don't have to play with someone who's not being nice. I didn't even think I wanted to go there. So that's why I did choose being a nanny. I didn't want to be in the corporate world. I thought it would be stressful and in a cubicle. I'd rather be at the pool and splashing around and throwing water balloons. And yeah, so that, that was more me. Great perspective, though, as far as how you would use your your skill set and that sense of caring for others, because what a wonderful gift yeah. that you're giving to these kids that they had that as they were growing up to yeah. witness. Yeah.
you know, because and same for me. Well, and that, so it was symbiotic as far as like the, the synergy of the relationship yeah. and being able to be loved by not only kids, but the parents. Yeah. So now as you're making your transition yeah. into the very next thing, at the end of the day, it's about no, no matter what your skill set is yeah. and the fact that you have this long resume yeah. of caretaking. Yeah. But I would imagine that anybody who's going to be looking at your resume and who you are as a person yeah. making this transition Hey, if I could hire someone mm -hmm. with skill sets that match, yeah. but I don't like them because their personality is a little harsh right. or whatever right. the case may be versus, yeah. hey, somebody who's willing to learn yeah. and has done so well in whatever their previous right. career yeah. uh, vocation, and they're so dang likable. I would imagine that you're going to be successful no matter what you do. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I do. I believe that. Uh, well, thank you. And you, I, I just enjoy you and I love how you're uplifting and, you know, you've been part of my transition and I'll even say, um, I, you know, I didn't leave my friends. They're supporting me. They're supporting me, um, from a distance, my family, um, I have them. So I, I shouldn't really say that I'm doing this alone. Yeah. I'm glad you're recognizing that. <laughs> I'm glad you're right. We never do anything alone. Right. And yeah. even, you know, when we have, when we say alone, it might feel lonely uh, at the time. Yeah. And uh, you have a, a way about you that you attract people no matter what. But, you know, sometimes it does feel as though we go through something because we won't have anyone else understand exactly how we feel. Yeah. And there's always this element of, I hope I did the right thing. Yeah. Well, and when I make those choices, what it really comes down to when I'm feeling that, it's more humbling. I kind of soak myself in this um, humbleness of being quiet and absorbing what I've done in life and how I've been brought here. When I signed up for my courses, it, it was like a, com a couple of days of humbleness, like a little bit of shock, like, okay, I'm doing it. Um, and to pull yourself in and to be humble about how you got here and um, absorbing where you're headed, um, what that might be, you know, it's all, it's different for all of us and it's exciting. So I think after you set in that humbleness, what sets in next is the excitement. Woohoo, here I go. Let's do it. Well, and you think also there has to be an element of trust. Oh, gosh. Well, trust in whatever, the higher power universe <laughs> in yourself. Yeah, it, yeah, it's big in yourself. Um, and, you know, that's where I have a lot of friends like you who support that, you know, and lead me and cheer for me and um, help me believe in myself uh, more than I more than I already do. And that's why you find your people. I do agree with that. Like you have your tribe. And, and I think that's what you created. Mm -hmm. You were able to find your tribe and your friendships yeah. in the families yeah. and that to be able to take that leap and trust that no matter what the, you know, the exam that you're going to be taking, yeah. wherever you land, yeah. that you will trust the process of this period where yeah. we call it the the void a little bit, the creative void that yeah. says you step back yeah. in order for the surrendering and the process of allowing whatever might be to present itself. Yeah. yeah. Are you there? I'm there. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. yeah. Carla, I can't wait to hear the next chapter yeah. coming to fruition with you yeah. because I know that it's going to be interesting. It's yeah. going to be Exciting. And, and many are probably watching from Michigan and Colorado to see what happens next for you yeah. because it's going to be their roadmap of sorts yeah. on is it safe for them? And a lot right. of yeah. us are waiting for a sign yes. or, you know, is this the perfect time or yeah. the perfect opportunity? And sometimes we just have to create it. Yes, you do have to create it. You got to go for it. And then let go of the reins. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, well, I was just, you know, it, it, it really is your tribe and your people and your family um, 
they are your supporters and they're your cheerleaders and keep them close, right? I mean, that's why my life is so amazing. It's my relationships. It really isn't about other things, about what size my house is. I know someone, you know, they'll like me no matter what car I drive. It's really not about that. It's about your heart and um, like what a good friend I have in you and how I view that is a reflection of me. And my friends are all reflections of who I am. And so that is the thing that gets me through. Well, yeah. on that note, yeah. Carla, thank you for being on my show. Um, Thanks for being here in a Prosecco. Yeah. Cheers to you Cheers. and your new adventure. Thank I know you. it's going to be great. Can't wait to watch thank it continue you. to unfold. Yes, thank you. And all of you, cheers. Cheers. Mm. And be sure to also, whatever you're toasting to, the holidays, just know <laughs> that you're worthy, you're worth it. Cheers. Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode of In a Prosecco, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review the show, and please do comment and share ideas for topics that are important to you. A friend who cares is a friend who shares. Here's a toast to you on your re-inspirement journey. Cheers. Cheers.